Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Good morning. Good morning, baby. Mm. Such a morning person you are. I am the worst. A hot cup of java. <laughs> I've always been like this. I've never. And the thing is, like, I get up early in the morning and I'm, you know, like, I'm fine to get up. I'm just not fine to get up and have to interact with other people. Mm-hmm. It's just not a thing I enjoy doing. So you're like, hey, let's record a podcast. Yeah, I am. I'm like, you know what would be really fun? If I stress myself out by recording at 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah. But such is life because we have jobs and I run another business and I run a podcast network and I do all sorts of things. So this is the time that was available. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Yeah. Great Lakes Confidential with Marty and Angie. Bright and early. <laughs> so... I thought we'd talk about castles in Michigan today. Castles in Michigan? Yeah. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Never. <laughs> so you really you you Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I know. It was it was hard for me too. I I know of one. Does the Bavarian Inn and Frankenmuth count? I well, I know of two, I should say. Uh so it's on a list, um, sort of. And I don't agree with the list entirely, mm-hmm. but it's on a list. The Bavarian Inn is? The Bavarian Inn's Castle Shops. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... All right, so I got one. I don't know. I mean, we live in a castle, because I am a queen, mm-hmm. so there's one. Mm-hmm. And then Kerwood Castle in Owasso are the only castles that I was aware of. Kerwood Prior castle. to starting this, yes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever... I haven't heard of any of these castles. Gotcha. Including this one. Okay. I'm going to start with a castle that's not actually even a castle. Sure, because... It's a rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you remember um, a few episodes back? Maybe more than a few. I don't know. But uh, we were trying to figure out what the name of that thing was called after the bridge. And and I was like, is it called Lookout Point? And you were like, no, but I'm pretty sure we'll think of it later. And mm-hmm. then we never did. Mm-hmm. That's Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Castle Rock is a geological limestone stack three miles from St. Ignace in the Upper Peninsula. It's right off I-75, and it's obviously a huge tourist attraction. It is 195.8 feet high, and it was created by land erosion. After the Wisconsinan glaciation, post-glacial Lake Algonquin formed. The ice age melt-off caused the waters of Lake Algonquin to be much higher than the water level of Lake Huron today. It is considered to be one of the oldest lookout points near St. Ignace and was known as Pontiac's Lookout by the Ojibwa tribe. If you climb the 170 steps to the top, you can see St. Martin Island, Marquette Island, the town of St. Ignace, ferries coming and going from Mackinac Island, and even the top of the bridge. What else can you see at Castle Rock? 
Paul and Babe. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Curiously, Paul Bunyan is sitting, which mm-hmm. is super rare. Well, he's showing respect and deference to the, the giant uh, Castle Rock. Uh, I Could be. Yeah. Like, that's one of the, I believe it's the only mm-hmm. depiction of him where he's sitting. So... And then, of course, Babe the Blue Ox is next to him. And then another neat thing about Castle Rock that I obviously wasn't aware of. So the gift shop has a birch bark ceiling and walls handcrafted by Native Americans in the early 50s. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So I've never been uh, because I'm terrified. Like 195 feet high. Yeah. That's that's pretty high. Yeah. Uh, when we went zip lining, we were probably what? 25 feet 25 30 feet over the over the tiny river there Mm -hmm. yeah so and is the only way you can get up to the top of castle rock is stairs correct probably yeah i don't i don't know that i can do it like i don't know you did the tower of history yeah but that was inside was it well i mean for the most part yeah it sort of I mean, it didn't feel like it with all the spiders right. <laughs> in the building. It was but... basically a, an aerial dungeon that you conquered. It was, yeah. No offense to the Tower of History. It's a no, beautiful attraction, by love, the way. Just a lot of place. spiders when we went. ton of spiders. So how? I wonder how tall, I didn't think of this before then, I wonder how tall the Tower of History is in comparison to Castle Rock. 800 feet. It is not. No, I don't know. <laughs> There's no way. That would be 80 stories tall. Oh my God. There's no way I would have made it that far up. No. None. So, I mean, I suppose, and my my boys don't listen to the show until I tell them to. Horrible, horrible children. But if one of them was to challenge me to Castle Rock, mm-hmm. I would do it because that's what I do. But if you were just like, hey, let's right, take a trip. But if I were to do it, you'd do it now. <laughs> I feel really bad for the St. Ignis area because there's so much cool stuff going on. But I hate to say it. It's like, I feel like anytime I'm, I'm passing through St. Ignis, I'm just passing through. Yeah. You know, and it's like you I always, you know, try to force a way to stop somewhere and do something, but there's so many attractions there that I really Yeah, I really mean, only like get to stop at one on the way in, one on the way out. Right. There's so there's so much to do that, you know, you've either got to have a complete, you know, week off. Yeah, it'd just be nice maybe one time like I think for us anyway, we're the type that would probably and have, you know, spend the night south of the the bridge. Yeah. Maybe you spend the night north of the bridge, explore St. Ignis instead of Mackinac City. All right. I mean, we could do that. I'm game. Yeah, I wonder if there is a, a difference in that. Like, people in the UP tend to, you know, if they're going to, to uh, the island there, Mackinac Island, they mm-hmm. just tend to spend the night in uh, St. Ignis instead, instead of crossing the bridge. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I would like to go and spend some time in St. Ignis, but I don't, thinking about it now, I don't think I could do Castle Rock, but... Mm-hmm. Faced with the challenge, I probably would. I would just be terrified, and it would it would probably have to be like an end of the day thing because I think that my anxiety would be so high at that point that I would be exhausted for the rest of the day. Gotcha. So, what other castles are there we can explore then? Well, the next castle is the aforementioned Kerwood Castle, built in 1924 by author James Oliver Kerwood to be used as a writing studio and office. It is located on the bank of the Shiawassee River. His mother had a home nearby, and he and his family lived on the other side of the river on the corner of Williams and Mulberry Street, which is now M52. 
The castle is, quote, a romantic interpretation of a Norman chateau. It has an irregular plan with spires at three corners. It has a slate-covered gable roof with chimneys linked at the base extending from the rear gable facade. The exterior is made of yellow stucco containing decorative, randomly spaced field stones Kerwood chose himself. The front facade has an entrance framed with fieldstone between two spires covered with a projecting shed roof, end quote. Kerwood died at age 49 in 1927, and he left the castle to the city of Owasso. It has served many roles over the years and is now a museum operated by the city. It is open to the public from April to December. It is very small. Uh, it was his writing shed. Yeah, pretty much. I mean... It is really cool because it does look like a castle. It just mm-hmm. looks like a very tiny castle. Uh, we went there for family photos a couple of years ago. Well, not like longer than a couple of years ago because Gambit was quite young. It's a beautiful area and it's right there by the river. But um, yeah, I just, you know, when I think of a castle, I think of something huge and yeah imposing and massive and gothic-like. Is and- there anything like that in Michigan? No, not really. (laughs) Next on the list of Michigan castles is Castle Farms, which is a special event facility in Charlevoix. It was constructed in 1918 by Albert Loeb, who is the vice president of Sears, Roebuck & Company, and designed by Arthur Hune. It was originally built as a model farm to showcase livestock in addition to farm equipment sold by his company. The original estate was 1,600 acres and included Loeb's summer home, caretaker's houses, fields, orchards, and a livestock barn complex. When the farm was in operation, Holstein Frisian cattle, Duroc Jersey hogs, and Belgian horses were bred there. Arthur Loeb died in 1924, at which point his son Ernest continued the farm until financial difficulties forced them to close down in 1927. The Loeb family maintained ownership and rented out storage space until 1962. It was then sold and reopened to the public. In 1969, it was sold again and used for rock concerts mostly. Iron Maiden played there, as well as Metallica, Aerosmith, Bon Jovi, ACDC, The Beach Boys, Tina Turner. In 2001, it was sold to the current owner, who restored it to its original condition by 2005. It's open year-round, mostly as a wedding and reception venue. Another little fun fact about this place, Castle Farms at one point had its own baseball team called the Sodbusters. 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 Have you ever heard of that? No. Yeah, same. And you and your family have gone up to Charlevoix quite a few times during the summers, right? Like once. Oh, <laughs> only once? Only once. Oh, I thought you guys had gone up there a bunch of times. They may have without me. Oh, okay. Thanks for bringing that up. I'm sorry. It's a sore spot. Ooh. It's cool, though. Charlevoix is really cool. It's another place where I'm like, I'm sure I've been through, but you know, I can't. big lake that connects to Lake Michigan. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Lake Charlevoix, it's called. Oh, well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably what they named the town after. Yeah. I love how this giant place was built to be a model farm mm-hmm. for for selling other stuff yeah. and then it turned into an actual farm and then all of these other things you know a rock venue yeah also it went from like 1600 acres to about 43 which joey's is... gonna be castle farms to me <laughs> right one time I saw the Stooges, Ted Nugent, <laughs> Alice Cooper, Grand Funk Railroad, not Grand Funk, down at Castle Rock. 
Castle Farms. Castle Farms. Five dollars. <laughs> All those bands for five dollars. Yeah, you are so Michigan right now. It was 1973. <laughs> so, anyways, the photos. That place looks like a castle. Uh, very, you know, but it's because it's got so many different buildings and whatnot. So there's a castle in Kalamazoo that operates as a bed and breakfast, chop house, restaurant, vineyard, and day spa called Henderson Castle, which was established in 1895. Now, it wasn't all of those things in 1895, mm-hmm. just so you're, you're clear. Frank Henderson was one of the earliest and most successful businessmen in Kalamazoo. He was the owner and president of the Henderson Ames Company, which made uniform regalia for secret societies, fraternal organizations, and the military. What year was this? 1895. Okay. So, side note, that's something I want to explore later. Mm, Maybe next week. Oh, maybe. His wife, Mary, inherited a plot of land and the Queen Anne style home was built. The $72,000 building, which would be over $2.2 million today included seven bathrooms, one of which had a 13-head shower, an elevator, a third-floor ballroom, and eventually a hot tub on the roof. Mm -hmm. The exterior was constructed of Lake Superior sandstone and brick, and the interior wood included mahogany, bird's-eye maple, quartered oak, birch, and American sycamore. The castle had 25 rooms in all. The castle was completed in 1895. Mr. Henderson died four years later, and in 1899, and his wife stayed in the home until 1908. Ownership of the castle changed hands a bunch of times until 2011 when it was acquired by Master Chef Francois Moyet and turned into the inn that it is today. Throughout the years, the castle has been featured in three horror films, In the Woods, House Sitter, The Night They Saved Siegfried's Brain, and then a third one, which I couldn't find anywhere. I'm sure that wasn't two. House Sitter and is the same as The Night They Saved Siegfried's Brain? Yes. Okay. The castle has also been on the Discovery Channel and House Hunters. Henderson Castle is said to be haunted, but it sounds like the paranormal experiences people have have had were all, like, pleasant. Like, (laughs) I don't know that you can say pleasant in in terms of... I felt a little ghost kiss me on the cheek. But but they were never described as being creepy, you know? Um, And a little voice said, you look good today. Yeah. A couple of things here. Why does one need a 13-head shower? Like, what is that about? How, People like, have why? their vices, right? I just, like, even the logistics of it seems a little... I'd love a 13-head shower. I just it's don't... like going through a car wash. <laughs> Think about how much fun that would be. I mean, I don't know. I don't have that kind of time. I just, it seems You don't that need much. that kind of time with a 13-head I guess not. Just, <laughs> just push you right through it. Just get on your roller skates and skate right through the shower. I suppose you're right. Um, and now that you say that about the movies, like maybe, but I could have sworn that in like four different places, the the movie title was just House Sitter and then like colon, The Night They Saved Siegfried's Brain. Yeah. Which, yeah, it doesn't, like in let's terms assume, of- Let's assume that's two different movies or else that House Sitter's doing too much work. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It seems seems weird. Uh, I wonder why it was on, like, 
all these articles that I was reading was like, and it was featured on the Discovery Channel and House Hunters. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't say why. So, were they? Was it on House Hunters because they were trying to sell it, or pretending they were going to sell or it, or pretending? The TV show? Yeah. Why was it on the Discovery Channel? Was it on the Discovery Channel because they were talking about it being haunted? Was it just because of mm-hmm. the history of the place? Maybe I mean, they were talking about castles in Michigan. Maybe yeah, they scooped maybe. us. I um. Every time I say the word Kalamazoo or hear the word Kalamazoo, I think of that old song. You just want to go, zoo, 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 yeah, zoo, like, zoo. What is it? I got a gal. Yeah. In Kalamazoo. In Kalamazoo. Great song. It is. I That's love that song. Catchy. In my research, I did find a webpage that has a list of castles in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So they begin this list with a definition according to Merriam-Webster. Quote, a castle is a large fortified building or set of buildings, or more appropriate for us, a massive or imposing house. But also, that's not really appropriate for us because not all of these were massive, imposing houses. Mm-hmm. Kerwood Castle is not. We're thinking stone walls and turrets, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm thinking, you know, London, England. Yeah. Like, like a British European style yeah, castle. Yeah, that's what I think of when I think of the word castle. Yeah. And then everything that I was shown in my research and then a rock it's like right like i don't want to see a fort a fort is a fort yeah we'll celebrate forts another day right like for a moment i was thinking like well there's got to be something in like mackinac right and Mm. then i was thinking like I've been to some places, but fort. they were forts. Fort mm-hmm. Mitchell Macalat. Forsh- Good fort- enough. <laughs> it's too early to try right now. Anyways, so your Bavarian and Castle Shops and Frankenmuth made the list. <laughs> and it's like, it's not a fortified building. It's not a massive or imposing no. house. Like, they're literally small stores with the outside made to look Mm-hmm. similar to what a castle would look like mm-hmm. but they're just very they're it's i just don't understand just don't question it that's little europe in michigan <laughs> don't get me wrong i love the shops i i you just gotta suspend suspend reality for a minute i guess i guess so yeah suspend your disbelief and just enjoy i know just enjoy a walk through a, a pestilence free europe but don't t- during the middle ages <laughs> And buy some candles and wind chimes. Yeah, don't tell me it's a castle. Some fudge. And then hand me a slice of cheese and... Chicken seasoning. You know, so I won't argue mm-hmm. about it. Whatever. Follow the fair the fair fraulines in for a, <laughs> uh, a nice family-style chicken dinner, as done uh, during the Renaissance, mm-hmm. during the Protestant Reformation in, uh, in Germany. Now you're just saying words I don't know. Mm-hmm. Other castles on the list <laughs> include... Michigan State University's Beaumont Tower. Hmm. Again, not a castle. Castle Museum of Saginaw County History. University of Michigan's Cooklock Quadrangle. Eighth Precinct Police Station in Detroit. Grand Army of the Republic Building in Detroit. Meadowbrook Hall in Rochester. University of Michigan's Newberry Hall. Wayne State University's Old Main. The Hoyt Library in Saginaw. And finally, Upper Peninsula Brewing Company and Marquette, which was built in 19... Or, I'm sorry, which was built in 1893 to be a slaughterhouse. Awesome. So that's that's it. Michigan castles that may not actually be castles okay. is what I should have started the show with. <laughs> Aside from... I know you've been to Beaumont Tower because you used to go to MSU. Mm-hmm. And I mean... I've never been to it. Like, I've seen it on mm-hmm. campus. Me um, too. I've never actually been in it. Or oh, anything. okay. 
What about the Cook Law Quadrangle? Have you ever? Thing is, I don't know any anything by name. You know what I mean? Okay. And if these are castles that don't really look like castles, I'm not going to know. So there... like I was trying to think there was a uh, an old building on Grand River in Detroit that was uh, looked like a castle. And for you know years, the late 90s, early 2000s, it was just boarded up. And then um, the building was used as backdrop in, in the movie 8 Mile. Oh. Now, I don't know if it's been fixed up since. It just kind of slips my mind. I don't right. pay attention if I go past it. But... Um, yeah, that's kind of a castle. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you drive through Detroit, there's a lot of buildings, very large buildings that look similar to castles or what you mm-hmm. think of being castles. But really, it's just the the way the architecture designed the building to look very gothic like style. Like a castle, because someone's you know? like, hey, I want a castle. Right. But I mean, I don't know, like... it. The whole thing is just very strange to me. Like what, like who these people, whoever these, whoever these people were that made these lists, like what were their defining characteristics when they were like, let's make a list of castles. Because if you think about it, that's all you need is a moat. I would love a moat. But when you think about it, like think about what you wish for. Yes. When you think about a castle and then you look at the things that are on this list, most of them aren't even similar to the to the last one on the list. You know what I mean? So it's like, what are the, what exactly are they using as guidelines? I guess I'm trying to say. They just simply be talking about estates or manses. Manses? A mansion. Mansion. A manse. (laughs) A manse is another way of saying it. Is it? Mm Mm-hmm. Are you messing with me? No. Oh, okay. Huh. Welcome to the butler manse. (laughs) Anyways, so... That's all I've got on castles today. That's all Michigan has on castles. That's all Michigan has on castles. Well, heck yeah. of an expose. We've uh, <laughs> we've come to the conclusion that Michigan has no true castles. No, none. I mean, I guess I would consider Henderson Castle to be a castle mm-hmm. if you were, you know, like looking at it and stuff. But again, when you I think absolutely of absolutely positively needed to find yes, a castle, if you must have a castle, mm-hmm. I when I think of, again when I think of a castle, I think of I think of London, England. I think of uh, Buckingham Palace. You know, Mm -hmm. I think of something that looks like it could be an entire village on its own, you know. And I guess, you know, Henderson Castle has 25 rooms, so that's pretty massive. But how many rooms does Buckingham Palace have? Right. So in comparison, it just doesn't feel, they don't feel very castle-y. I think of Winterfell from Game of Thrones. Yeah. (laughs) Just an ugly, dark place. Yeah. Well, I mean, that works. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening and you know of any other castles, let us know. I don't, I mean, I scoured the internet for days trying to find more information. I'm also curious to know why castles were even ever a thing to begin with, but we don't have real castles in Michigan. You mean in like world history? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? Defense, fortifications. That's it. Well, that makes no, I mean, sense. it's, you know, it was the idea of a walled city, you know, to protect your city from mm-hmm. from attackers from the outside. Yeah. So see, that 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 already was engraved in my brain, mm-hmm. ingrained in my brain, which is why I don't see these as being castles, I right. guess, because I'm thinking of a fortified. Right. Large... Whereas these are just more like an estate. Yeah. Or a manse. <laughs> All right. It's not really, a, you know, a fortified little ecosystem of its own. Right. Huh. Well, anyways, we got cute little pretend castles in Michigan, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. We got to keep best up- castles, sand castles, 
Oh, nice one. There we go. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to head out. But if you are looking for ways to support the show, you can like and share us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Just look for Great Lakes Confidential. Or you can leave us a rating or review wherever you listen. I know Spotify recently added an option to do ratings uh, and reviews. So there's that. We also have merchandise for sale. So in our show notes, there's a little link for that. And then don't forget to check out the other shows on our network, Joy Road Media. You can access all of them on joyroadmedia.com. So we're out of here. All righty. Bye-bye. Watch for deer. Text me when you get home. Okie dokie. Bye. Bye. Great Lakes Confidential Sisters Show, Great Lakes Celebrates, will be available for your listening pleasure on April 1st, 2022. A podcast with a late-night talk show format, Great Lakes Celebrates will feature the people of Michigan, showcasing the fun, interesting, hardworking, talented folks that make our state the best in the Midwest. Are you a person that fits into one or more of those categories? Now is the time to toot your own horn. Send an email to contact at joyroadmedia.com and let's schedule an interview. Hosted by Elena Gonzalez with co-host Mike Bobbitt, This show is guaranteed to make you want to celebrate.